0: On Wednesday, June fifteenth, 2022, the Federal Reserve approved the largest interest rate increase since 1994, an increase of 75 basis points or 0.75%. In this episode, Tanner gives us a market update and what this interest hike means for you in your situation.
1: the F-Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you.
0: Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and welcome to episode 22 of the Financially Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared towards making you more financially literate. I'm Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner, and I'm joined as always with co-host, certified financial planner, JD, and industry expert, Tanner Bortnam, freshly home from his honeymoon uh, and wedding. Um. Tanner, did, not to get too uh, personal, but maybe did you become a dad? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> no. Good Lord, no. Um, no, uh, but the wedding okay. was great. Obviously, you know that. You were there for that part. Honeymoon was great, too. We went down to Tahiti. Super, super cool if anyone hasn't been there. Highly recommend it. It's uh, it, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, do a little island hopping while you're down there, and it's just really, really really neat area so
0: this is actually we wanted to do this on purpose the first time that you know we're conversing about Tahiti obviously the uh, the wedding was amazing um, so first of all just thank you for involving um, Greta and I in that that was um, really cool to help you guys celebrate your special day
2: but yeah of um,
1: course
2: talk about Tahiti a little bit more I mean, <laughs> Um, yeah, it, so it's it was awesome. Um, I mean, you, you fly into Papeete, which is on the island of Tahiti. Um, we did a little island hopping, so we went over to uh, another island called Moria, spent a few days there, and then we went to Bora Bora, which I'm sure more people are familiar with or have heard of. Um, Moria was it's it's from what we heard, kind of more of where the locals are. Uh, or where they'll go because it's closer to Tahiti. Um, the island itself was way cooler. I mean, it's bigger than Bora Bora, way more mountainous um, and, and kind of stories behind what the mountains look like. I mean, one of them literally looked like, you know, a woman's head back with her hands up, like praying to the heavens. And that's, you know, one of their spiritual mountains. And it was really cool to hear all of that and see all of it. Um And they have some reef around there, um, you know, with snorkeling and everything, but not to the extent that Bora Bora does. So then switching to Bora Bora again, also stunning, just it's not as big of an island, but the reef around it. I mean, we did a helicopter tour and oh, my goodness, like to be able to get up, you know, a couple thousand feet where you're high enough to be able to see everything, but yet lower than where planes fly. It was just it, it was just super cool. It was super cool. Um, so highly recommend it because, I mean, I, you know, not that I've traveled everywhere in the world. I've traveled a fair amount of places, and I've never seen anything like either of those, you know, two islands. So get yourself there if you can, and and check out a, a little piece of, of heaven. Are they um, smaller than the Hawaiian
0: Islands? Oh, yes. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well feel I feel like guess, that? Uh, I didn't feel trapped or really isolated sure. on oahu but
2: um no when that's hard i guess when i think of the hawaiian islands i think of just oahu that's the only one i've been on um you know um tahiti itself might be bigger than some of the smaller hawaiian islands um that was the biggest island we were on moria was the second bigger one i would say it's that one was smaller than oahu um I, but bora bora that one that one I could see getting um, feeling kind of trapped. If you were there for a really, you know, if you go to just Bora Bora for two weeks or something, and you're a person that doesn't want to just lay in the sun and you know read and relax, like if you're a person who wants to do things, you might run out of stuff to do there just because. I mean, again, it's it's absolutely stunning to look at, but if that wears off, it's there's not a lot. I mean, I think there's only. 10 or 15,000 people that live on the island and it's not real big. Um, and they don't even have towns. They say there's, I think there's three or four villages on Bora Bora. So yeah. Um, good for definitely good for snorkeling and obviously sightseeing and, and relaxing. But, um, I could see how you could feel trapped on that if you're, you know, there for, for too long. Sure.
0: Last one. And we'll get into today's topic. Um, people, did you meet any people there or, um, where did, uh, any interesting places around the world They come from or did you um, mainly keep to yourself?
2: With how much we were kind of island hopping, we didn't meet a lot of other tourists. The last day we were there, ironically, I was wearing a chief's shirt, uh, shirt. And so we met some people that were from Kansas city. Um, but unfortunately it was our last day I'll and it was you. there. Yeah, exactly. It was their like second day there. Um, and they were really nice. Um, but always, no, we just talked with, you know, the locals who were there, um, you know, the, uh, the bartender at Bora Bora, um, he always said his, his name was Mr. H, um, it was, uh, Mr. Hey Moana was his, was his full name, but he just said, call him Mr. H. He grew up on Bora Bora and had lived there and been working like one of the nicest people, um, I've possibly ever met, um, you know, like, Did way over and beyond just what you know, getting drinks. Like he, you know, walked us to a certain place we didn't know how to get to. That was a five-minute walk across the the resort. And he, the first day we got there, we were just telling him, hey, you know, we're hanging out just because we our room isn't ready. And so twenty minutes later, he called up to check to see if our room was ready, and we had no idea, you know. And he was just doing all these things behind the scenes to make every single guest experience so much better. So uh, the people there are extremely extremely kind and friendly um reminds me a lot of hawaii i think the same thing there you know with the locals in hawaii just really nice gen and genuinely nice not not just nice because you're trying to get your tourist do- dollar just truly genuine nice people that want you to come and enjoy their beautiful islands so did you tell them about the podcast <laughs> i did not <laughs> no nope. i did well, not well bummer missed, but I, I know now, missed opportunity
0: i'm now gonna call myself mr h because that fits me as well
2: yeah yeah there you go yep but uh yeah the only negative of it i caught a little bit of a cold so apologies to any of our listeners for for this episode if i sound a little congested um got that on, on the way home on the plane or, or something kind of hit me here the last couple of days
0: yeah, it's probably all the traveling and stress and all that kind of fun stuff. So
2: could be catching could be. up. Yep, but if that's the worst thing that happened from all of it, that's fine. I'll take it. Touche. All
0: right. With that, we're going to get started with our uh, topic for today. In this episode, we're going to reference a couple things from episode fourteen, in which uh, we covered federal interest rate hikes and money supply, and uh, we we referenced a metaphor. Or we we compared the money supply. Um, to a nuclear reactor and cooling and um, heating up a nuclear reactor in the economy. So I think we're going to bring that back with this episode in which we cover um, a, a market update. Um, we're recording this uh, the weekend of um, this, what, third weekend in June? June 18th? Yep, June 18th. Um, and uh, I'm going to cover the news that came out a couple days earlier about the federal... Um, the the fed releasing and uh uh, the news that they're increasing uh federal interest rates 0.75 percent the largest increase since 1994 um so with that what does that all mean tanner
2: (laughs) yeah well uh like you said on you know this past wednesday and, and when this podcast comes out it'll be monday so you know it'll still be less than a week since this has happened um the federal reserve raised interest rates, uh, 0.75% or in the financial financial industry, we sometimes call that 75 basis points. Um, and so basically what that is, is it's, it's money that banks can borrow from the federal reserve or from each other. Um, and it and because they have to have a capital requirement they have so much money that they have to have in capital reserves at the end of every day and if they don't have it they can borrow from the fed and by making that more expensive it makes it um you know obviously it's a trickle down effect it makes all interest rates go up um for you know anything from um you know auto loans home loans uh you know hopefully, savings accounts and checking accounts, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, anything with business, business loans, anything like that. And so it's it's a trickle-down effect of the Fed raising their rates that banks can borrow from them in which, you know, in return, then the banks want to make money. So now they start charging their customers more so that they can continue to make their spreads and make money. So it's a way to, um, as we, you know, mentioned in, in episode 14 since inflation is so high, it's a way to try to slow the economy down. And if there's less money movement in the economy, um, then, you know, and less demand for things, then the economy slows down a little bit. And then that helps inflation come down. It's one of the aspects that can help inflation come down. So that's why the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. Now, as Adam mentioned, this is the largest single rate hike uh, since 1994 um, where they did 75 basis points. Uh, And the reason for that is they have already done a 25 basis point hike and then they followed that up with a 50 basis point hike. And uh, then we got inflation reports and it said that inflation is still running high it had not that those first two rate hikes hadn't really done anything and so the fed is being more aggressive here in trying to you know really trying to get inflation under control because we can't have inflation you know run away we don't want to get back into the you know the 80s where inflation was you know over 10 percent you know 10 15 percent and you know to buy a house I mean there's people getting loans um you know 18 19 percent and that's just that's unsustainable and as as well and so they're trying to get that back under control
0: um what other what other variables are in play here is the supply chain also in play with the inflation the stimulus checks all this is coming to a head and um yep is is the reason for this and how often do they do they meet and discuss this and release it and decide on it or uh, quarterly or or is this just how often do they monitor and assess or could there be potentially more hikes um what what are we halfway through 2022 so third quarter would there potentially be more
2: uh so there's there's about three things in there. I'll try to address them in order. Sorry.
0: That's okay. I always ask like four <laughs> questions. Yeah, that's
2: all right. <laughs> so the the first thing is is what what causes this or what what things are are coming in and and uh, are factors at play. Um, you know, inflation is high and again, we went over a lot of this in in episode 14, so just real quick, inflation is high because of everything that happened with the pandemic. We have um, a very very high demand currently for a lot of goods and services because people are pent up and and want to get out and buy things and do stuff. Um, During the pandemic, people were able to save because we weren't able to do as much. Then the government sent people money. So they had even more money, you know, and all of this needs to be utilized now. So now you have people with money and they really, really want to do stuff. And so they're willing to pay more for the same thing um, than they would six months ago or a year ago and that's what causes you know the demand is there so the prices keep going up then you have supply chains you know those are continue to get better but you know recently we had another uh shutdown in china well that puts another you know kink in the supply chain because it is truly a global supply chain so what happens in different countries affects us here and vice versa um then you have the war in ukraine uh that has very much increased inflation in food and um oil and, and natural gas particularly and so you know because they've lowered by having that war they have uh or not they haven't done it intentionally it's just by by having the war there is now less oil natural gas and food coming from russia because we're not going to buy it and the in the european union isn't going to buy it from them and um also you know ukraine was a big supplier well a lot of that's getting destroyed and then um you know so that's with the oil natural gas and food so now you have all of this and the federal reserve is trying to you know lower the inflation and one of their tools is by raising interest rates here um and the other one which again we talked about in episode 14 is the money supply and they can start selling bonds back and taking money out of the economy that's another lever that they can use to try to um, bring inflation under control so that's kind of all of the aspects that are are working Um, you know it's a big web of a lot of things and it got a lot trickier for the fed particularly when um, russia invaded ukraine and started that war Uh, if that didn't happen a lot of top economists believe we, well, we definitely wouldn't be where we are or as bad as where we are with inflation. Now, would it be under control at this point or would we be closer to being under control? Um, you know, there's a debate on where we would be, but definitely would not be still with inflation as hot as it is right now. So that was kind of the first part. Second part was, um, do they have, how often do they meet? They're, well, they're meeting I, mean, I don't know, they probably meet daily or weekly, the Federal Reserve. Um, they release, you know, Powell, Jerome Powell's the, the uh, chair of the Federal Reserve, and he has to go before Congress and he gets interviewed all the time, puts out statements. But um, they're reviewing this information all the time. Now, they raise interest rates or lower interest rates, but right now they're in the raising mode. They raise interest rates and or sell bonds just once a month so um for your third question is it likely for there to be some in the third quarter oh yeah (laughs) there definitely will be more rate hikes this year what what we don't know is how many will will there be how big will they be you know is the next one next month going to be another 75 basis point raise or is it going to be a 50 basis point raise you know that's kind of the where the market is expecting is one of those two right now. It's going to be somewhere either 50 or 75 again, you know, and then more and more throughout the rest of the year, depending upon how inflation is kind of getting under control as the year goes on. So that's what they're working with when they're trying to decide how much of a raise they should be doing.
0: Right on. Wonderful job of remembering.
2: I try. I try because if you
0: would ask me, I uh, I can't remember. No, you're um, fine. Before we get into what we can do and with that information that you just gave us, let's keep on the topic of um, the impact. Um, when I hear interest rate hikes and and all that kind of stuff, I immediately just go to loans and and you know your absolutely your standard uh, bank loans, mortgage loans, stuff yep. like that. Obviously, it's, the easiest. it's gonna be bad, more expensive to buy a house, but yep talk about in terms of markets and and how they're impacted and obviously the crypto market and i know you don't like to talk about that since it's not a security <laughs> um but just the stock market in general is, is is very down right now talk about how that has an impact on the markets.
2: sure yeah, so well, and let's let's start with that cuz it's it's a stepping stone to how it gets to the market. So exactly what you said, the easiest connection of when the Fed raises interest rates, then banks are now going to raise rates on any loans, same with mortgages, you know, all of that. So now it's more expensive for an individual to try to buy a house because, you know, mortgage rates are I think I saw they were over 6% last week. Uh, maybe they came down a little bit towards the end of the week. You know, six eight months ago they were almost i mean at like three low threes so they've basically doubled in six months so your buying power is a lot less and so now as a you know uh, really anyone trying to purchase a home that you know isn't a cash buyer so anyone that needs a loan you have to reassess Am I willing to buy this house? First off, can I still buy this house? Because the int- higher interest rate is going to make your payment a lot more. And then do I want to now buy this same house or do I buy a smaller house or a fixer upper or different things? So you're, you start kind of recalculating that. Whereas six, eight months ago when interest rates were you know, historically low, you didn't have to think about that. It's like this is literally the lowest that mortgage rates have, you know, been in a really really long time, so it's kind of just like go buy whatever house you like, uh, you know, and can afford. So when an individual has that, you know, thought process that they have to go through, a business is the exact same way. A business has to either go to a bank to get more debt and borrow money and now banks are charging them more money or they have to issue bonds to investors like us, and to issue bonds to investors like us because interest rates are going up. We also now expect a better return because why would I take you know risk on a bond if I can get it you know someplace at a treasury from a government that's guaranteed? You know you're going to take the treasury if it's the same rate. So um, it just it becomes more expensive for everyone individuals, uh, and businesses to borrow money. And when that happens, businesses get more cautious on expenditures, they get more cautious on expansion, they get more cautious on a lot of things, hiring sometimes, you know, and actually in the tech sector, we're starting to see uh, hiring freezes and or layoffs for some companies. Um, And what it does is it it just it changes the business model because it's not it's not easy money anymore, so to speak. The the since the interest rates are starting to go up, the getting that debt is not as as cheap, and so they're not going to take as much, or they're you know, and, and that's the perception. And then because of that, you know the the theory, and the, you have to remember the markets are always looking six to 12 months ahead it's always a futuristic the companies are priced now for what people believe they're going to be worth in the future based on information we have now so since we know interest rates are getting higher now and we expect them to get even higher you know a lot of these big growth companies um and new startups have just gotten absolutely hammered because the expectation is they're not going to take on more debt to try to continue to grow at the same rate because the debt is getting too expensive. So their growth rate is now going to slow. So I am now not willing to pay the same price-to-earnings multiple as I was because your earnings aren't going to grow as fast as what they had been on a percentage basis. So that's a, it's a lot of re... They're calling it... Um, like recalculating or re uh recal- why am i blanking on this uh not refactoring but um anyways it, basically recalculating a synonym of that to a certain extent yeah we'll go with that yeah, too okay. something sure. like that um and and it's not that one either but it's re something oh. um but anyways it doesn't matter the listeners will get the gist um but it's it's a re Factoring in of of this and and all of the companies are are getting kind of re-rated, you know, and and refigured out of what people are willing to pay for them now that we're in a, a different system, you know, than we were, or a different situation than we were six months, you know, to a year ago when interest rates were a lot lower.
0: So, what can we do with this indiv- uh, information um, specifically as an individual? And I know that's hard for you to kind of give us a blanket statement, mm-hmm. but being pretty stable, if you have a stable employment, you're a homeowner, you're not really looking to adjust your lifestyle a whole lot. Um, is it just more market-based in what you have your, your investments tied up in or, or what can we do to potentially brace ourselves before... And hopefully it doesn't get worse before it gets better, but it potentially
2: may. Oh, it very likely will, to be honest, um, get worse before it gets better. Um, so, yeah, trying to figure out how to how to say this for, for an individual, because every individual is obviously different. Um, I'll just kind of break it up into a few different categories. So, you know, if you're a person that's looking for a house, Unfortunately, it just got a lot more expensive for you to borrow that money, and so your monthly payments are going to be a lot higher. So you're going to need to re, you know, refigure that out and you know reanalyze yourself um, and whether you want to have that same, you know, that bigger mortgage payment for the house you were looking at, or if you want a smaller house, you know, different things. So you have to, you know, refigure that out. Um, if you already own a home and you're working. To me, you're in the best position, especially you know, the younger you are. Um, if you're in this category of, I already have my house and, um, you know, I'm working. Just keep putting money away. Just keep putting money in your 401k. Put money into your IRA. I, I would tell you, try to put more money in now than than you had been because the market is on, you know, from, from the highs, the s and is down you know, over 20%. The NASDAQ is down over 30%, you know, will they go down from here possibly and 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 honestly it's it's probably but you know we don't know that but you're still you're buying in 20 to 30 percent lower than you were buying in six eight months ago and so your dollar cost averaging in lower and the thing is is again especially the younger you are markets have ups and they have downs but the market always goes up if your time horizon is long enough the market always corrects and it always comes back and reaches new highs and so if you're yeah if you're in your 30s or 40s like does it suck to look at your 401k and have it be cut (laughs) you know absolutely it absolutely does but don't look at it this is where you're able to buy things on sale you're gonna be very happy that you didn't take your money out of the market because um, you'd be taking it out at a you know, a low end here and you know just keep putting money in because by the time you retire, the markets will be higher than where you are now. Now, the harder one is for people that are very near retirement or in retirement. And with that, I guess I'm just gonna say, I really hope that you have a, a financial advisor you're working with that has a really good financial plan for you and if not i'm sorry that like that's all i can say at this point because you don't want to sell i mean again will the markets go down from here maybe and and again i think it's there's a good chance that they do but is it going to be huge and significant i don't know no no one really knows because the problem is there's too many variables you know there's there's just too many variables of what potentially could happen over the next six months really that we don't know the markets the markets could come back or they could go down or they could stay flat um like i'm obviously that that is a, a complete truism because i said any potential outcome but to be to sit here and tell people that i know exactly where the markets are going to go is it's absolutely ludicrous because i don't and no one does and if someone tells you that they do, run far away from them or quit reading their article because they don't. They absolutely don't. So, um, you know, again, getting back to that, if you're in retirement or um, you know near that age, it's it's harder and it's definitely more stressful. But again, hopefully you have a good financial plan. Hopefully your you know advisor has been working with you and preparing you for a situation like this because again recessions always come we just don't know when they're going to happen so hopefully you were prepared and had some money you know in in some areas that were were safe or safer um, you know but unfortunately you know that that doesn't happen a lot of advisors go very aggressive for their clients way too often because they're trying to just grow 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 the assets because they make more money when off of more money and so if they can grow the assets they make more money and and the problem with that mindset as an advisor is well one you're not doing what's in the best interest of the client and two when a situation like this happens it's not you that gets hurt as the advisor it's those clients that get hurt and i've seen it you know my career hasn't been all that long and i've already seen it happen too many times um where you know it's it's the clients that get hurt so again hopefully none of our listeners this is you and, and I'm speaking to hopefully nobody um, that's in this boat uh, but yeah I just that that would be the tough one right now is in retirement or, or near it and not not having a good financial plan behind you
0: there's opportunity in every situation Tanner
2: that's right that's this right that's one. our motto well that's the Harmony Wells motto
0: exactly
2: um would you
0: compare this to – uh, would you call this a recession? I don't know. I'm assuming um, that – are we in one? Or would you compare this to another time frame in our history, 2008? No 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 no, 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 no. Not
2: 2008. This is not a um, – this, yeah, this is not a situation where, you know, the, the government is going to have to bail out an entire industry – um like the housing market like we did in in 2007 2008 um are we in a recession maybe the hard the hard part with that is is you know, when they calculate a recession it's backwards looking so they look at all the data and but then the data gets updated you know the next quarter and and gets more accurate and then they'll be like oh we were in a recession you know like for example um use the the pandemic pullback you know that took about let's say a month technically we're in a recession you know technically when they went back and looked at all of the data we were in a basically a flash recession um you know so are we in one now maybe i could see yeah i i'll say in in three three four months from now i wouldn't be shocked to hear them come back and say oh yep the recession started in june or you know whatever i wouldn't be shocked by that i don't think we currently are because one of the biggest um one of the biggest things with a recession is you know as we we're talking about with the businesses and getting fearful and not hiring and not wanting to keep expanding and borrowing debt and doing that some areas, you know, the tech sector particularly and um, definitely, so, you know, some startups are in that mode already. But as far as the economy as a whole, we are still adding jobs. We are still trying to hire new people. And so, you know, again, to the, the economists that I listen to the most, that's their biggest driver to say, we're not in a recession yet because the economy wouldn't be trying to add jobs in a recession and so that's kind of a big indicator when that one starts to turn and we're no longer adding jobs we're subtracting jobs and more people are getting fired than they are being added um that's that's a pretty good indicator that we're in one or one is a lot closer but we have we have a lot of know good things going on in the economy It's just it's it's going to be really too bad Uh, for a time frame that you're asking um it's not 2007 2008 it's not really even even a, a you know 2000 2001 that was just all tech and a bunch of you know that's more like what's going on in cryptocurrency right now um yeah, you know, I think it. I think if we do end up in a recession, which the chances have been getting higher of that because inflation hasn't been coming down, um, you know, I think it's gonna be uh, just kind of a normal recession. But again, you have to go back to like the '90s to have that happen. We haven't really had one because the Federal Reserve has, you know monkeyed around with interest rates and the money supply so much more since the 2000s that we've just had two really really big bad ones you know in the dot-com and 2007-2008 and then they've kind of kept us afloat throughout the rest of it so um i don't know and and i kind of i guess I'll, i'll allude with this you know we're gonna have a podcast or an episode coming up on who the heck do you listen to and how do you know who to listen to um, you know, as I said earlier, if, if you're reading an article or, or someone is telling you that they know exactly what's going to happen, don't like, just stop listening right then and there. Cause there is not a chance. No one knows what is going to happen because there, again, there's too many variables. We don't know what's going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. We don't know what the fed is going to do. Do they do 75 basis points or do they do 50 basis points or do they do 25 basis points? We don't know what all the individuals of us are start doing gas is super high right now so does that mean that people will stop will slow down how much they drive yes but how much we don't know that and that's the part where it's like you just there's too many variables of things that are going to happen in the future that any one of them could help or completely disrail this thing and, and if you've heard this on the news, the Fed is trying to do what's called a soft landing. And that's raise interest rates up enough so that we get inflation under control without putting the economy into a recession. Now, can they do this? Oh, absolutely. They absolutely have the ability to do this. It's just it's getting harder and harder because they're behind. They should have started earlier. The war in Ukraine. Threw a huge curveball into what they were probably planning on doing, and added more pressures to inflation. And then to get back to your analogy that you said at the beginning of the podcast, Adam, you know on on episode fourteen we talked about that nuclear reactor, and you put those I think they're granite rods, but some sort of rods go into boron, boron okay, boron? boron, whatever it is, they put these rods into the nuclear reactor to try to cool it down if it starts getting too hot. Well, that's similar to the Fed raising interest rates. They're pushing, each time they raise interest rates, they're pushing those rods a little bit further, a little bit further in. Now, the problem with what is happening or what makes their job so challenging is They just did a 75 basis point hit. That's not a little push. That's kind of, they gave it a pretty good shot to get in there. Um, That's that's a hip check, getting that one in there. Um, You know, so now they need to see what happens. But everything is backwards looking. The data that they're operating under is inflation levels from what happened in March, April, May. And then they make the decision to raise interest rates in June. So now in July, they're going to be looking at April, May, and June. And so this potential for a soft landing and why it gets so difficult is they're making decisions and then they have to wait to see how the impact happens on the economy. And then they make another decision. Well, it takes a little bit of time for these interest rates to work themselves through the economy. And so that's where the concern is that the Fed could raise rates too much and then all of a sudden the indicators will start saying, okay, inflation's under control, but they've already raised rates too far and we've gone too far and that's how they could throw us into a recession. So since none of us know how many times the Fed's going to raise rates or at what rate they're going to raise rates, there is no way that any person could sit here and tell you whether we're going into a recession or not. Because we just don't know, they might, you know, they might hit the bullseye, and I hope that they do. Um, but you know, we have no, we have no idea, and so again, just we always, I, I feel like we say this probably every third episode. Just please be careful of who you listen to, or what you know, what information you're taking in. Um, you know, I was telling Adam in the the pre or pre meeting for this um, podcast or this episode. You know, I was on one of my outlets for my financial news, and on Friday, and it shows the you know top four uh, articles for the day, and number one and number four were both saying that the market is going to crash and we're going to go into a recession. One of uh, number the four number four was saying that it's going to be worse than the Great Depression in the twenties, nineteen twenties. But then article number two and number three were saying. The market is at or near a bottom and we are going to have a great bull rally coming into the end of the year. I mean, those are literally the exact opposites. And so I think, uh, you know, one thing that I heard from one of the top economists I follow is if you aren't confused with what's going on, then you really don't know what's going on and you really don't understand what's going on. So hopefully that, brings a little bit of comfort to people if you're confused with what's going on it's okay because no one knows you know we don't know there's too many moving pieces to really know how this is all going to shake out at this point so again you just have to go back to that financial plan that shouldn't be based on what happens over the next six months it should be based on what is going to happen over the rest of your life however long that is um and Follow your financial plan. I'm
0: always confused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you fit right in right now. S-
0: self-deprecating. Uh, I fact-checked us, by the way, and it uh, we're both correct. Um, they were oh, on really? rods um, with graphite tips, and um, it kind of sparked my brain. the uh, The graphite tips actually made it worse because they all went in at once and it had it was supposed to slow the reaction, but um the graphite acted differently than the boron. So initially it heated it up um to a point where it was too hot to cool it down. So hopefully um that interest rate isn't uh graphite tipped.
2: <laughs> no, yes. Hopefully it's <laughs> just boron. Right. You know,
0: hopefully it's just you know, soft landing, whatever you want to call well, exactly. it. exactly.
2: And that's but, again, getting back, just kind of bringing that full circle with that analogy. The concern with it not being a soft landing is the fed raises rates too many times. And you know, that's like shoving those rods in too far. And now all of a sudden the reactor is, it is off or it's, mm-hmm. you know, barely working. That's the concern is they've shoved those rods in too far by raising rates too high And then, you know, we could go into a recession. But, you know, maybe they get it just right.
0: Yeah. And to kind of go back to what you were saying about be careful with who you listen to. Uh, I mean, our listeners could say the same thing about us. But I feel like, you know, every time I think about that uh, and what we talk about, I always step back and say, well, we don't really offer an opinion on anything. or
2: Right, and we're not trying um, to sell anybody should, anything.
0: Yeah. Um, so that should give people a little bit of reassurance of that's the whole point of this podcast. It's free, it's information, it's... We're trying to empower you. Situation. Yes, educate you to take that information and apply it to whatever you want to apply it to in your situation and just go from there. So
1: exactly. Um,
0: I hope others feel the same, but I definitely get that feeling. Um, and and I hope you guys do too. Anything else to add, Tanner, uh, as we conclude this episode?
2: No, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good update, you know, on just on what's going on. Um, we'll do these updates periodically when big things like this happen. I mean, this is, again, the biggest single uh, increase in interest rates since 1994, so we thought it'd be a um, a good episode to to have and and to get out relatively quickly and and timely, so that um, you know all of our listeners can know what's going on and how it will impact them.
0: All right, that'll do us do it for us in this episode. We thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, leave us a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a five star review and. Maybe share it with a friend or two or post it on your social media. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions, um, maybe you like the intro. I always, Tanner, I always, <laughs> after we record these, I always think, man, I wonder if people even care about our intros or what we, what's going on in our life. So, maybe, hey, maybe you hate it. Maybe you love it. Let us know. <laughs> Tell us how you are, uh, tell us what you like, what we do well, what we can get better. Uh, we'd appreciate the feedback. Uh, so send us that email at podcast at com. Again, podcast at com. Once again, happy Father's Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.
1: This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.